Hi guys and welcome to the Alternative Podcast. We've got Loomis back on today um, from Chant It Down. He's here to talk to us about um, the Maui fires and all the theories and what is actually going on there because it's quite, I don't know if any of you guys have actually looked into it, but it's quite confusing the amount of information that's out there about it. I don't know what's misinformation, what is actual real information, but you know, we've got Loomis on to talk about that today. So. Yeah, Loomis, what is going on? For having me on. And uh, it's good to be back. Oh, you guys hear me? There, my mic. Yeah. There. Okay, yeah, it's good to be back. And um, yeah, it's been a kind of crazy, a really crazy, uh, at least out here, and really worldwide uh, with weather events and these wildfires, and particularly uh, in Lahaina, Maui, where an entire town of 12,000 perished. Uh, and it was pretty shocking to see that happen. I just to give coordinates of where I'm at is the Hawaiian Islands. There's eight islands. I'm on the island of Oahu. Oahu has the most people. We have over a million. We have a city here and everything. Honolulu. That's where I live. Next door, though, a little ways away is Maui and Maui is actually bigger in size uh, and space but it has um you know multiple towns and one of them was lahaina which was uh, a very touristy uh town that a lot of people would go see it's a historic town it actually was the original capital of of the kingdom of hawaii before they moved it to this island and so there's a lot of historic value there and uh it's uh, suddenly on August 8th, uh, burned up in an inferno and there's still an, un. there's still unsure on how many people are missing. There's a lot of missing children. We can talk about that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that happen there that are very questionable. And I can go along, um, quite a few things here that'll kind of paint the picture and set the table. But yeah, it was a um, pretty shocking event. And now with that, we've had other events happen around up in Canada, um, Turkey, Greece, uh, plus some flooding going on. So uh, a lot of people don't realize that the elites that control our world also have the powers of God and they can, can control our weather and they can manipulate fires they can make fires they can do a lot of things with these huge toys they have and a lot of people don't even know they exist so for some people it can be kind of a leap to go into that world but i'm happy to uh, walk people through it slowly and in a rational manner and help people to understand the position we're really in on this planet it it you know at the same time never feeling discouraged but only empowered by knowing this information so anyway that's that's a quick little synopsis of um what is going on with that uh but go ahead guys if you have questions feel free to push them my way about these uh events here yeah so my, my understanding from the mainstream narrative is there was a drought in maui and then there was a hurricane or strong winds which knocks over an electrical cable which started the fires and then the winds blew the fires out of control 
is that well that is sort of the 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 scenario so when we say a hurricane there was a hurricane hundreds of miles south of hawaii it didn't actually hit here we had some winds from it but the very interesting thing the very the thing i noticed the day before when they're saying well we're going to have high winds which might uh create wildfires well i didn't think too much of it you know but one thing that i thought was so the winds because the hurricane is south of the hawaiian islands the winds would have be would have been coming from the south but for some strange reason the winds were coming from the northeast which is our normal flow of winds out here we have what we call the trade winds and they come from the northeast and they bring the moisture into hawaii and they um you know give us the, the majority of our rainfall and and that's the normal weather pattern well it didn't change yet the the trade winds were ramped up really high so they said there was a disturbance to the north of Hawaii that created this, but all I saw were winds or felt were winds from the Northeast. And so right there, that didn't make a lot of sense. I was like, why are they coming from the opposite direction of where they say the hurricane is? And well, I didn't think a whole lot of it. I thought, well, maybe they know what they're talking about. And I'm just, you know, there's a, I just didn't look into it. This is the day before the fires. And then the, when the, the, the day the fire the day of the fires, I noticed this strange haze in the um, air. And I thought, that's kind of weird. What is that? Is that salt spray from the ocean or is it smoke? Didn't really know. Uh, but it wasn't like chemtrails. It wasn't like, you know, I, I had my eyes open for those. You know, they weren't spraying in the in the atmosphere. So. I was just thinking this is weird, but whatever. But when, once I got home that day, this was Tuesday, uh, August 8th, my neighbor was, came out of, the, of her house and showed me, did you hear about Maui? And I, I was like, no, not really. I heard there's some fires that settled. But the whole then she showed me the whole town burning down. I'm like, oh, my God. So this is serious. So I don't know if this is a new technology or not or what happened, but that haze may have been some kind of fire accelerant that was maybe sprayed. I mean, I'm just going on conjecture here, but this, the winds and that haze were the two anomalies I noticed. But when we get into the actual pre-fire, I think it's important to understand a couple of things. One of them is our governor, Governor Josh Green, who is a who is a sold out big pharma uh, operative. He's, uh, you know, he did, he was the one who brought the uh, vaccine passports here during COVID. And, you know, this guy is working for the dark side. Uh, anyway, he was on vacation, just happened to be on vacation. And we've seen this before in many events where the main person it, that in charge just happens to be gone. Well, not only that, the the mayor of Maui and so how it works out here in Hawaii we have the governor in this of the state and each island has a a, a mayor and um, the mayor is in charge of the government on each island uh, so the mayor the mayor of Maui is also on vacation okay so and school was canceled 
due to the high winds. Now, I've been out here where we've had bad storms and they didn't cancel school. Uh, and I found that kind of strange. But just to add even more, there there were fire marshals that in the town of Lahaina just happened to be out of town that night. And new insurance companies took out um, new policies before the fire. So you have all these crazy things. And then you have this smart city conference planned later this year. And Maui has been slated as a place they want to start smart cities. So these are all pretty big red flags. These are all interesting things to take note of pre-fire. And then one more thing is who the Maui uh, chief of police is, is a guy named John Pel Peltier or Pelletier. That's his name. And he was also the police chief, if you guys remember, the Vegas shootings um, years back, was it like 2017 or so, uh, Las Vegas had shootings, and he happened to be the police chief during that too. And we know that that story was uh, fabricated as well. Uh, people have done great research on that story. So here's the same figurehead they've put in place in Maui, I think on purpose for the event that was about to take place. So you have all those things at the beginning of before the fire that all need to be considered and and looked at. So before the podcast, you mentioned that a lot of children are still missing. Yes. And you mentioned then that they canceled school. Yeah. The day of the fires. Yeah. And so they were at home and a lot of people are saying about 2000 kids are missing and the mainstream news is saying, Oh, only like 200 people died in that fire. And I, I find that hard to believe. And so um, there are theories and well, we can talk about this in a little bit about how the alternative media can get out of hand as well. Uh, it, but um there are theories that <clears throat> they were taken away in school buses and there's there's some some evidence to look at that but who knows exactly but whatever the case is so many people died in this fire and this could have been prevented so i guess as we move along the story the fire erupts in in, in the end, there are some people that say it was started by an electrical fire. It's possible, but it seems like it behaved a lot different than a regular fire. But the important thing to note is they they blocked people from leaving the town. So here we have this the police blocking off the main road out. And uh, they wouldn't let anybody in or out. And people in this long line of traffic got incinerated in their cars uh and so they were just following orders which is one of the worst things in our society is people who just follow orders without question and we have a lot of that and that's why we have wars i mean you know you can you can put that on many things in our society people just following orders well here's you know cops that are blocking the road uh while there, there's and the water was shut off too by the way so there was no water for the fire hydrants 
and yet the electricity was still on. So that's pretty crazy. Now, one thing that we have out in Hawaii is what we call the civil defense system. Uh, basically, what it is is an alarm system that lets off once a month our fire drill. So that would be like the first business day of every month. It sounds like an air raid. And what it's for is for natural disasters, tsunamis. If you look on the website, it states it's for tsunamis, hurricanes, uh, floods, wildfires. And so the alarm was not set off. And that is also a big red flag because I've been in situations years back. Um, I was dating a girl that lived near the ocean and we had a tsunami watch warning. They thought we were going to get a tsunami because an earthquake happened somewhere in the world. And so the cops came through the neighborhood with bullhorns and said, everybody has to get to higher ground as well as the alarm system went off. So you think of that and then you look at what happened on Maui. Why didn't they do the alarm? And the excuse that the, um, person in charge said is that he didn't want everybody to run toward the mountains because that's where the fire might be more uh you know he didn't want people to get confused that it was a tsunami but we all know out here that they use that alarm system for more than tsunamis and if they had of um the police would have actually gone through and bullhorned everybody a lot of lives would have been saved so you could blame it on negligence. Um, and I would say Hawaii does have a lot of negligence. Hawaii's not a place that's very organized. And we have a very, uh, it's like Hawaii had to become civilization. So it did. And people didn't really like, like out here, things don't work real smooth. So you could blame it all on that. But I, I highly doubt it, considering all the other facts surrounding this, that, um, I just have a hard time believing it's all negligence because they know the drill. They know that they know that system and people just burned alive in this. And so, yeah, I mean, it there, the reaction to the fires is the other big red flag in this besides some of the pre-fire stuff is the reaction to why they didn't let anybody leave Lahaina and uh, why they didn't have, any uh, alarm or any sort of uh, warning for the people to get out. And so it appears like they were just following orders, but who was giving these orders? We have to look at why they operated the way they did. And it certainly seems very suspicious as we can get into in a little while here, the anomalies with the actual fire. But yeah, that, that was just really crazy to see that the, they didn't even have an alarm or anything what, what was the reason for them not allowing anybody to leave what reason did they give well that's it they just said they were following orders that's just what their orders that's, were that's it yeah yeah that's it yeah so, nobody's nobody hired seniors answered that question not really no they they just um you know they figured that uh they they were keeping the people safe is what they thought they were doing because they they figured that their uppers were telling him exactly what the best thing is and obviously it wasn't the best thing and i don't know how these cops 
can live with themselves right now. I mean, um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them, you know, they suicided themselves because I mean, how many lives that were killed. And then you got a question, who were these officers? I don't know who they were. You know, they could have been not our actual officers. And a lot of these situations, they do bring in these, these, um, these actors, you know, you've heard of it before and it's, it's quite possible. I used to not buy into the crisis actor thing, but the more I've looked into it, the more it seems possible, especially with the Maui police chief being the same chief, from the uh, Vegas shootings. Did any of those police officers die? Or is there any reports of any of them? No, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah. But the head of security for the alarm system resigned immediately. So when you talk about um, the pre-fire and one of the things you mentioned was um, a meeting regarding smart cities um, in Hawaii. What's your reason to believe that these wildfires are connected to smart cities? Well, one of them is that this is, first of all, this, this property, Lahaina, is valuable for elites. There, Mau, let's, let's talk about Maui for a sec, too, before we get into that. Maui is where a lot of the rich elites, like Oprah, like Jeff Bezos, like um, quite a few people. Uh, I can't think of some of the other people. I know Lady Gaga has property there. A lot of them have gone there. I would say it's our second prettiest island out here. It's a pretty nice island. There's a lot of diverse, different, um, very diverse, different climates on it. And, you know, it's, it's quite a unique island. But that property is very valuable and locals have held on to it for years. And so because they've held on to it for years, these elites have had no way of acquiring that property. But as, excuse me, um, these new insurance things uh, and policies have come in, I think it was the governor who signed this in that said that uh, in the case of a natural disaster, that the government can seize that land. And so that is also a red flag too i think because they could take this um this this property and use it for whatever they like uh so with the idea that a lot of these elites live on maui maui is the most sold out island in my opinion in many ways i mean no offense to the people who live there but as far as like the amount of locals there there's very few it reminds me of a suburb of California somewhere in a lot of places. When I go to the other islands, I still feel like there's locals, but there, there is not. So it has been taken over, very gentrified. And um, what was your question? Why Why do I think that these are uh, slated for smart cities? Or well, what, well, exactly? what, what do you believe the connection between, um, let's call them man-made wildfires, to their plans of setting up? smart cities within Hawaii? Yeah, uh, well, and I'm not certain, but like for, for they did want to do a smart city conference and they do want to, you know, take, put Maui on the list of places for smart cities. And it's interesting to note that these fires have been happening in places where they want to put smart cities. For example, a while back, there was the Paradise, California fires. And uh, they wanted to put this high-speed train through that whole area. Well, now they have the chance. They haven't, but it's just that 
the the elites can seize land like this and um i think that's their idea is to take land and then that is less places for people to live and maybe the bigger picture some people might think is to keep on burning out places to where people are are forced to live in these smart cities because they don't have any other choice as the world goes more and more like that but they have a lot of work to do because it's nowhere near that right now i mean you know where i live i can't even imagine this area becoming a smart city or even a 15 minute city but they do want to do that i mean and we're on an agenda here 2030 is the agenda and um they are ramping it up uh and as i talked about in the last interview with you guys <clears throat> about cl climate change this is one of the things that they that unifies the globe this is the thing that um you know they can try to get everybody on the same page with and i think why they're doing these fires and we'll, we'll get into more of you know possibilities of how they're doing them but why they're doing these fires is to also show people to convince people that that we need to give up our freedoms and live differently because climate change is out of control and it's rampant now and so they're um you know pushing this climate change with their weather weapons and uh and it always has been the real climate change is with uh Kim Trails harp and all these different ionospheric heaters and their toys that are messing with our environments not that the actual climate is really changing and plus the climate's always changing because planet earth always has cycles as is so i mean you know there's a lot to that um i i could you know i i, I don't know if i said this on your last show i but i guess if people need to hear it again where climate change came from is a document by the club of rome and um uh, I don't know. Did I go over this on your last show? I can't even remember. I don't think we but, went into depth. I think you mentioned it. Though. All right. Well, let me just read you guys something real quick here. And it's just a little blurb from the Club of Rome in 1971 document. And it talks about, you know, this is the very beginning. And back in these days, they were telling people that the earth is going to go to a new ice age so um they all their predictions have been wrong new york was supposed to be underwater by 2015 you know and so their track record is terrible so i think a lot of people are starting to see that but they're really trying to ramp this this climate change up because the they can unite the world under one thing just like covid this is the other one that they're using that is going to be able to you know unite the world so here here it is so um this is called The Limits of Growth. It's a 1971 book. And this is a little blur from it here. It says, the common enemy to humanity is man. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All of these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself. We believe humanity requires a common motivation, namely a common adversary, in order to realize one world government. It does not matter if this enemy is a real one or one invented for the purpose. So... You know, that's like they're just 
telling you right there, you know, they, they, they doesn't matter if it's a real one or one invented for the purpose. So that's where this whole thing came from. And when you go to that and you think about it, then, you know, people don't know that. And it's important to know where this came from. And it's important to understand that they're changing the weather all the time with these programs and messing up the weather. I mean, yeah, the weather is weird. Everybody can agree with that. But if you don't understand that they have the powers of God, or they think they do, then they can, um, you know, manipulate the weather in such a way that people will go, oh, yeah, climate is changing. We got to do something now. Okay, we'll give up our freedoms. We'll all drive electric cars and get carbon credit points and all that shit. And, and that's just the beginning. They want the world to be like China. They, they, they will end beyond that really. So the, right now they're working on getting the rest of the world caught up to that. And since COVID, they have been pushing all these various things to get us QR coding and cashless society and, uh, you know, 5g and all that stuff since COVID. And it was an excuse to roll out this tech. So, you know, it's, um, the agenda is pretty heavy right now. And I think more and more people are waking up to it, which is a great thing. Um, but we can talk about too some of the dangers of the alternative media now too with too many um, theories going on. But we'll get into that later. But I'm sure you guys have some questions and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. when you, when you mention um, the smart cities, so um, earlier this year, earlier in summer, there was some fires in Greece on an island called Rhodes, um, and I remember doing some reading about it because. I'm actually supposed to be getting married there next year. Yeah. So um, when the fires were going on, we thought, what's going to happen? Is it where we're going to get married, going to get burnt down? Or So I was doing some research into it. And an air, the area that got set on fire was a national reserve. So like a nature reserve. But their government have plans to turn roads into a smart city or Rhodes Island into a smart city. But they couldn't develop on this land because it's classed as a natural nature reserve. Ah, mm. uh, so once it got burned down, it's no longer a nature reserve because everything's dead. And now it's going to be a smart city. Yeah, so I think they're going to put developments there now. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense, and that and that aligns with everything else that's going on. Um, I forget the name of the place that was in Western Canada, but same thing, same thing, and. Uh, you know, people said no to it, but uh, looks like they're. It looks like they are making these fires, and that is a stretch of my thinking. Like at first, everybody's screaming, you know, um, DEWs. You know that these uh, these what do you call them? The um, laser weapons are are causing these fires, and. Whenever everybody's screaming something, I always want to re, you know, check it for myself. And I think everybody should. And this is, this is what I was talking about. How the alternative media can be kind of, um, a little bit carried away. And I think that intelligence agencies might put out stuff on purpose too, on the our side of things. Um, and really, like if you ever notice when these events happen, whether it was COVID, these fires, nine eleven, whatever there's so such an oversaturation of, of information that you can't even really get to the truth because you're like, you know, you, you can't even figure out you know what's true in all this because 
there's just too much coming out. I think that sometimes they do that, um, that possibly people that are well-meaning also feed into it too, but they oversaturate with different theories out there. And we have to be very um, critical even with the alternative media. Um, so for example, they were showing pictures of a directed energy weapon coming down and really what it was is someone zeroed in zoomed into a rocket launch and it was the exhaust from the rocket launch but it looked like a laser beam basically and so people were zooming in on that or somebody originated originated it and it got out on social media and as as a picture for directed energy weapons when it's not a directed energy weapon so there's stuff like that floating around. And then, of course, the other side of that, too, is you tell people that these fires are manipulated and you say to your average normie, yeah, it was directed energy weapons. I mean, how much of a, a nutcase are you going to sound like when you say it was directed energy weapons? So I think the alternative media needs to be careful on how they just put this stuff out there. Because most people can't grasp that concept. It has to begin, you know, baby steps. And because it's not, it makes a lot of us look stupid when really we're just questioning. So I never came out saying it's directed energy weapons, but it could be. And with, you know, and I saw this video. It was like, uh, I don't know, last week. This kid in his garage made a laser that can start fires instantly with things. And if he can do that, then they can definitely do that with these weapons. So it is possible. And it seems like these fires have a lot of anomalies. Um, there's the, and there is some truth to that. I mean, like for example, in Lahaina, there were uh, cars that had been melted, the, the aluminum was melted uh, into a liquid, next to trees that are still growing uh or there'll be like picnic benches under under the big banyan tree in lahaina that's famous they're still there and so it's like the fire chose where to go and that's very interesting that it did um and of course it didn't hurt a lot of these um elite homes and rich places it basically burned out the locals so you got to think that there must be some technology that they can steer a fire what I, I we don't know and i like to say that i don't know uh, we don't know enough but there's certainly anomalies to how this fire burned and to how many degrees burned there were actually two fires on maui i should mention and the other fire was um not as big, but it was on another part of Maui where my friend lives. And my friend and his girlfriend felt like they had been microwaved. They felt weird for days. And so they ate a bunch of seaweed and stuff to kind of like um, cleanse themselves. And, you know, they anyway, they felt weird. So some kind of weaponry happened during this fire, I'm pretty sure. But then you get to the extreme part where you got people saying that these fires don't burn blue colors because of the electromagnetic frequency or whatever that they're talking about. So then you have some people dyeing their hair blue so they won't get burned by a directed energy weapon. And that's about as stupid as 
anybody that believes in climate change that we're all going to die in 12 years or as stupid that, you know, COVID is coming from climate change or, you know, any of these. I mean, so that's what I mean when we say the alternative media kind of has gone awry and maybe these are disinformation agents. So I think that we just have to be very careful with what every, what we're all saying and be careful with how people hear this information because certainly they're going to turn off when you tell them it's lasers from space. So, but maybe it is lasers from space, but we don't have, no one has a picture of lasers from space actually making these fires. It could be done in a, in a number of ways, you know, smart meters possibly. I think of the, these kind of things, like you've put together everything. They said what happened before the fire, their plans for what they want to do to Maui, and then the fire happening, you can explain that to somebody and say, it all seems a little bit suspicious. And then you don't have to say directed energy has come and burnt Maui. You, you can't, to normally like, that just sounds like, whoa, that's a bit, that's a bit, that's a bit crazy. But if you explain the whole situation to them and raise the suspicions, they might quit. They might start questioning things in their head and then start looking into it a bit further and then open their minds to what potentially could have happened. Sure. I agree. I think that people will um, just go, wow, that sounds like a land grab. Then at least that's kind of what it is. So we can just look at it until we get further information that we know it was caused by lasers from space. Let's just say it's a big land grab to make a smart city. And really that's not that far of a stretch really to think about. Yeah, because do, do you know much around the uh, money that these locals are getting supported by? Yeah, Biden gave them $700 each. Right, yeah, that's what I heard. That's nothing. I mean, Hawaii's expensive anyway, you know. We're more expensive than the rest of the United States. $700 is uh, um, not even probably a month's worth of groceries. <laughs> it's just pathetic. So that's what makes me believe that this is just purely a land grab. Everything's pointing in that direction because it's to get the locals out of there or at least into these 15-minute cities if they do decide to stay. Right. And I guess maybe another thing to think about, to, to know about Hawaii is this has been happening for years in other ways, maybe not with fires, but they've always been trying to get the locals away from um property and buy them out and because the locals here are a mix of ethnicities but we have the original native hawaiians who are the largest indigenous landowners in the united states uh and they have some of the most prime land you know hawaii's got some limited space and land and and these local families that have held on to these properties through generations we're not going to give them up so there's always been this battle to take away the Hawaiian lands and they've been doing it pretty successfully over ever since, ever since the beginning of uh, colonization here and it's continued on, but this is, this is a very extreme one. And uh, the person who's in charge here, Josh Green, I should mention is um, attends world economic forum forum meetings so he's not just some some 
you know, guy people elected out here. This guy is is bad news. And I never knew governors and premiers could have so much power uh, until COVID happened. And I always thought they were kind of lower level, just, you know, Joe Schmoes that you got in there. But then I found out about the Young Global Leaders Program, which the World Economic Forum has. So these key people have been placed in many positions uh, around the world for these events to occur, occur, especially since COVID. I mean, we've seen, uh, um, you know, we've seen these governors and premiers and and health ministers get away with so much ridiculous stuff. And they got totally away with it too no nobody got arrested you know and they're still active out there um causing problem for every single country especially in the western world when, when did he become the governor uh last or this year yeah beginning of this year and he was a lieutenant governor before so he was really like our old governor's handler he he's a doctor He's Dr. Josh Green. And the funny thing about this guy is he shows up everywhere in his scrubs. He's not a practicing doctor. He'll show up at like some fake car crash and they'll have him in his scrubs as if he just saved somebody's lives. And that was all that was all campaign stuff that he they did to get him elected. And, you know, people in Hawaii, I'm going to be honest and people may not like what I have to say, but a lot of people in Hawaii are dumbed down. They don't understand Uh they elect they elected this guy in um, because, you know, they thought, oh, Dr. Josh Green will do as great at since we just came out of a pandemic. So a lot of people here are pretty gullible. And unfortunately, they voted him in. However, the, these days, you don't know who was placed in and put in doesn't even you don't even know if they actually won the, the election. But yeah. A lot of people had signs up for him, so I figured, yeah, they actually let this guy in. And he said, as soon as he got elected, yeah, I come from a family of radicals. And sure enough, you know, he gave us the vaccine passport here. I wasn't even able to go anywhere except go to the grocery store during that period because I didn't want to get that injection. And so uh, it's the same guy in power. And uh, I think he was placed here for these specific events. Yeah, close. It, it sort of um, everything points in that direction because when you map it out the way you've mapped it out, the, it just looks plain and obvious. To be quite honest, yeah, yeah. One of my thoughts when I first heard about it and I heard about um, lasers from space, I thought, "Is this the start of uh, Project Bluebeam?" Ah, right. Yeah, and that, that was what I think because there's a lot of stuff in the news about um you uaps well mexico right. just released an actual video of what they are calling an alien have you seen that yeah i saw that yeah i don't know yeah so that's another one see the world's gone crazy in the last few months um i mean we had in our congress uh military people i'm sure you saw they had the 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 explaining that ufos and aliens exist in front of congress which is you know the first time in history and although um i went through that and really fine combed it i did a show on it um it's possible that those pilots are really seeing these things I, i'm not even saying they're not because i've seen ufos a lot too but all this is like this steady drip behind the scenes they admitted during covid that 
UFOs are off planet, made off this planet. You know, they're not from this earth. You know, little little things here and there. And I think this is something that they are going to bring out when it's time. Maybe maybe when their their climate change stuff just isn't catching on enough. Not enough people believe in it. Um, there, I mean, their track record is really bad. I mean, since COVID, nobody really believes the media and government anymore. So. Uh, yeah, I would say sooner or later they're going to release this. And those guys in Mexico, I mean, we're just tainted, all of us. You know, we don't, it's like we need more proof than that. I mean, that that could totally, it looks fake and it probably is. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, not that I don't believe in, in life out there, but I just think that um, they're controlling that narrative for a uh, possible Project Blue Beam. I mean, uh, or something of that nature. That's the biggest card they can play, though. So once they go there, uh, unless they, you know, start a nuclear war, that's about as big as a card that they can play as far as an Earth-changing event is have, like, aliens land down on all the government front lawns or whatever. So uh, <laughs> I, they better they better be doing that one right or <laughs> they're going to lose, really. I mean, there's a lot of people now that just don't believe anything that they say and, and for good reason and i i get it well that's leads to quite a simple but important question right if you look at everything in the mainstream media or everything that the government is saying is it all do you believe it's all to support an agenda or is there actual stuff that we can still believe from them at this stage i think it's maybe like a 70 30 thing where if once in a while that I put out the truth and you're like, but you wouldn't know if it was the truth. So again, going back to the alternative media, we're all tainted and I get it, but we also have to um, realize sometimes might they might be saying the truth. Those military guys might not be lying to us, but the what they decide to do with that could be really bad. Who knows? I, we, I don't know, you know, um, but once in a while they'll tell us the truth but we're not going to believe that because they've lied to us so much. So I think there there's a mix of things and we really have to be able to entertain something, put it on the back burner and not just throw it in a neat little pile. We have to just let it be there until we find a place for it rather than just dismissing every single thing that comes our way. Because when we do that, I think we start getting into, um, a black and white polarized thinking, throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And that's also not good. So we kind of have to keep uh, open mind to everything at the same and critically think at the same time. It's a tricky thing for a lot of people to do because we want to put everything in a neat little cute package that works. But sometimes we don't know. And I like to be able to just sit there. The, the more I've been into this information, which is I'm coming up on what, like 23 years of knowing all this to a degree or, and paying attention, the, the more, the less I know. And, and it's kind of like, well, I don't want to be one of those people going out there saying, this is the way that it is. Because a lot of times that doesn't go anywhere good. We have to really be nuanced. And the more, the, the more I've been getting into this information, the more nuanced I realize I have to be, because if we're going to believe everything's a lie, then we can miss out on some truth and vice versa. Yeah. The fires in Maui, the, are they still ongoing today, right now? No, 
No, no they're, they're they put him out. Yeah. What's the um, sort of word on the street around in Hawaii? What's, what's a lot of people are there? believing it's a land grab. A lot of people are believing it. And surprisingly, a lot of the witnesses there are believing it's directed energy weapons. You can you can actually go to the community meetings and you'll have people yelling on microphones at some of the officials saying this was not a normal fire. And so um, I believe them. I th They were there. But that's quite a that's quite a leap, you know, because I'm assuming most of people didn't know about any of this stuff before. So um, surprisingly, the general consensus in my in in my world here is that a lot of people are saying it was. Um, well, the people that aren't believing in the mainstream narrative are saying it was directed energy weapons. They've gone to that extreme. And then the other people are saying it was climate change. And even the governor, of course, came out and said, you know, I'd love to apologize for all this, but you can't apologize for climate change until we change our change our behaviors. And what did it say in that document I just read? It said change of behavior. That's funny. He said that straight out of the textbook. Are you seeing more people waking up now in Hawaii after this event? At least to this event. Uh but it's kind of weird how some people like that that are screaming that still believe that COVID was a plan, a pandemic, you know? So it's kind of weird how they can choose one thing and go real deep with it, but not take another thing and go real deep with it. So that's kind of what I'm seeing kind of a mix match of things. But um, one thing Hawaii does have in its favor is that it does not trust the government because it was taken over here a long time ago illegally so it doesn't take much for locals here to say that the government is not trustworthy and uh you know i mean at least for the hawaiians who've got the shit into the stick here i mean the hawaiian people there's not that many actual real indigenous hawaiians there's less than six thousand full-blooded living most people are mixed in Hawaii, with many cultures, uh, but those real Hawaiians, most of them live in poverty. A lot of them have drug problems, uh, alcohol or in prison. So, yeah, um, those people are not about to trust the government. And when they can, even if they're not think looking at the information we look at, they will definitely jump on something that doesn't trust authority here for sure. I'm going to ask, it's, been, it's not to do, nothing to do with the fires, but can you get, give us a bit of a background on Hawaii and why it's part of the United States? It's something I've always wondered because it's quite far away from the United States, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, five and a half hour flight and you get to the West Coast. So it is pretty far out here in the middle of nowhere. It's five and a half hours away from the US. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, long, it's a long trip out here for even Americans. Uh, it's a state because... First of all, uh, the sugarcane industries here. A long time ago, sugar barons came out here, grew sugar, and they actually purposely got rid of the kingdom out here by framing the queen. And the reason why they did so was they wanted to get rid of the kingdom so they wouldn't be taxed on sugar exported out of here. So that was kind of in the beginning of the downfall of Hawaii was the sugar industry and the pineapple industry. And later in history, 
well, actually, the whole time, you can go back to World War One. the military was out here. The military's had control of Pearl Harbor since 1888. So the military came out here because it's support for defense against Asia. And so they always had their forces out here. And then one Pearl Harbor happened. And I'm giving you a very like, like quick history lesson here, not like detailed, detailed, but when Pearl Harbor happened here, this was a territory of the United States, not a state. And because it was a lot of people here felt like they, they um, sacrificed so much of their lives for the United States, but they weren't getting the benefits of actually being a state of America. They, at least some people here voted in to become a state in 1959. So it is America's newest state. Uh, so it hasn't been around really all that long because I still know people that grew up here when it was a territory. So it's very different culturally uh, than the rest of the United States. And it's and it's just got the name of a state. But in, in reality, it's like a different country out here. And it was acquired through illegal sugar barons and then later the U.S. military. And they use it today still as a defensive port. We have the largest collection of American military assets in the world out here. So we're a major uh, hub out here for military. Yeah, so that's why we're a state. We're part of the country by, um, you know, it's a stolen kingdom, essentially, is what it is. Uh, we had royalty here. We had um, eight Hawaiian monarchs, and then it was taken over. Is there much talk or any support for Hawaii to become independent again? There's been many. Yeah, there's sovereign nationalist groups out here. However, they're not very organized. There, a lot of them are just kind of like screaming with picket signs, but it never gets anywhere. And I don't know if really Hawaii could stand on its own. I mean, I feel like if it didn't get taken over by the United States, Japan would have just took it over during World War II. So I really don't think that um, Hawaii would have a fair chance as a kingdom, but it deserves to be sovereign. I, I agree. I'm not big on kings and government and authority anyway. Uh, it was even when it was a kingdom, it was not run that great, but uh, better than what it is now. Um, I would imagine the kings wouldn't allow all these elites like Oprah and, and uh, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg out here to own land. But that, that's what Hawaii's become is this playground for the rich out here now. It's it's no longer it. It's like they all these big names out there that are the richest people in the world live out here, except for um, except for uh, what's his name? Um, Elon Musk. But otherwise, I, every rich person I can think of that has a lot of money, Steven Spielberg, they all live out here. You know, they all have homes out here. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, become it's it's basically it's kind of a crazy place because you have the very extreme rich and then you have the very extreme poor. And if, if someone wants to see that in the audience out there, you check out um, my YouTube, which is Truth Filled Trajectory. I I did this little series of videos where I did a dash cam and I just drove around the worst areas of Honolulu checked out, you know, you check that out. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just seeing the um, opposite of what, what you would say is paradise here, you know, homelessness and, and all that. So it's kind of, it's, um it's a place of many perspectives out here. Uh, it's a it's an interesting place a lot of people don't know a lot about it even americans very few americans know really the history of hawaii why we're a state and what life really is like out here we're you know um, full of different ethnic groups that were brought in here to work in sugar and pineapple and so hawaii's probably one of the most mixed cultures in the world too you know many people here are many ethnicities i think and uh, what i can say from obviously living in the uk hawaii's marketing as a paradise for the rich really we don't really hear much more about it apart from no, it's just what you see in films and there is a holiday in hawaii in movies it's a beautiful place and i think there's some energetic levels to hawaii there's some ley lines out here that are important uh it's always attracted you know people from all over so there is a special energy out here and that's why I've noticed a lot of the PowerPoints on the Hawaiian Islands have been taken over by the U.S. military. We have some point, like on this island, Kayana Point, it's a sharp point that sticks out to the west. And there's all these radar stations on top of it. It's almost like maybe they're, like, they're stopping the natural energy of these points that had spots. Like you guys have in the U.K., you have a lot of energy spots, too, Um especially like Stonehenge and Avesbury Hinge. We have some of that out here too. Uh, and so these PowerPoints, I think, are being absorbed or are taken away by the military at the top level that knew these were these spots and these ley lines. And they're probably, <clears throat> you know, uh, messing with the energy of it because it does feel like Hawaii had a lot more harmony at one time. I mean, I, this is what my intuition feels. And it got taken by people out here, the elites and the military, and uh, take that sort of harmony out here at one point. That energy has been taken. Now it's not that it say it's bad. I mean, you come here, people still love the energy of Hawaii, but I think it was even a deeper place than it used to be. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, 100%. So I've got a bit of a weird question in a sense, but so I'm just don't worry putting, i like weird questions yeah see i'm putting together picks pieces of the jigsaw as we're having this conversation and yeah. at the beginning obviously you talked about a lot of missing children due to the fires yeah and then you also talk about a lot of elites living on the island um do you see a connection there at all uh yeah i i think that um Although these elites, when I say elite elites, we don't even know who they are, but the elite that we can see like Oprah's and, you know, and the low Mark Zuckerberg's and yeah, low level elites, I'm sure they're in the club. So they're probably, um, they're probably in on this for sure at, at one level or another, even if they think it's good for the climate or something maybe they maybe they just bought into it but i would say when you're at the level of making money like jeff bezos that you are part of this plan to some degree or another so yeah i'd say so do you know when you mentioned you saw ufos did you see yeah. them watches in hawaii yeah yeah i have i've seen quite a few i mean 
too many stories to to name i do um so what i so okay actually uh this is going back about two years ago uh i was on um mark steve's mark palmer steve's my family thinks i'm crazy you guys know that podcast um i did an episode with him and i talked about my ufo story that i had in 2001 no 2000 and then i came out uh no it was the next day sorry the next day afterwards and i'm looking up at the sky and there's this glowing orb just stationary in the sky like flashing like this white orb i did a youtube video on it i used my footage it's not great it's from my phone um and this started a whole (laughs) uh chain of events so um this is just one story but this started a whole chain of events. So I, I just, I made that video and then a month later, so this is January of 2022, put in perspective, February of 2022 on the Island of Kauai, there was a UFO sighting, an object spotted. So they scrambled military jets and they go up there and they go, Oh, it's just a weather balloon. Okay. But they didn't know whose weather balloon it was. And then in the following month, March of 2022, the news says, if you see any strange object objects in the sky, they're just weather balloons. This company, I forget what they're called, let out two weather balloons here on Oahu. And if and so I looked up in the sky and I saw what they're talking about, these weather balloons. And they were indeed balloons. They were kind of, you know, floating around like they do in the, the wind. And uh, I was like, that's not what I saw. But it was really strange because here are these balloons. It's almost like they're covering up for the video I made. I don't know. Or, you know, maybe not just the video I made because other people may have saw that original UFO. So this was 2022. Now now you go back to, I guess it might have been later last year when we had that Chinese spy balloon come over um, America and then they said they shot down three objects. They never told us what they were, and but they shot down these three objects. And I'm just wondering, like, what is all this, you know? And I, I've tried to make sense of it. Like, what I saw indeed was some kind of high technology. Not saying it was aliens. I don't know. Uh, but it was very strange. It went all over the skies and moved very, very different than anything I've ever seen. And here, then we have later on these this chinese spy balloon which is which was a stupid story um as we can you know like the military actually shot it down with a missile it's like they wasted like four hundred thousand dollars shooting one or or million dollars shooting a missile through a balloon when they could have just shot it down with like a machine gun or something (laughs) but anyway they waited till it went all the way through the united states to, to the atlantic coast and then shot it down weird and i don't know again this might lead into whether this whole uap rollout it may just be this pre like drip drip programming that they want us to see these hear about these objects and just kind of get used to the idea i really don't know but that ufo i saw was genuine in january of 2022 and i thought it was very strange and i had actually let mark know that the day after i did that interview i said I saw another UFO. Can you believe it? And he, he's like, he thought it was pretty funny, but yeah. Wild, huh? 
That's crazy. Yeah. But we have a lot of uh, military out here. And so you have to think too. Uh, but so I bought these, um, these, they call zero gravity chairs and they fall all the way back. So you can just look at the sky. And that's what I do now I, is I, I sky watch and I've seen so many strange anomalies up there. So many weird things that couldn't be satellites. And so we got a lot going on up there, whether it's our own stuff, a mix of both. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely there's stuff going on in the skies and i recommend everybody watch the skies there's 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 more going on up there than ever before it's just that most people don't watch the skies you know they're busy with life i get it but uh there's a lot up there you know besides chemtrails there's there's some crazy stuff going on up there um satellites that suddenly shut off their lights you know or you know flash at you you know there's all kinds of weird stuff going on up there yeah i was walking back from the town center here must have been about midnight and it was a clear i've not seen it this clear in england for a long time and i've never really looked into the sky before and i was walking with one of my friends and he was basically just telling me some stories about the um stars and as he was telling those and i i've I must have looked into the sky properly maybe three or four times in my whole life, which is weird to say, but it, it's true. And I shit you not, we actually saw like it was a light that beamed across. It looked really, really far away, beamed across. And I was like, it must just be a shooting star, right? And he was like, maybe you'll be surprised though with what goes on with the sky. And he goes, just keep looking. And we just stood there and we just kept looking. And then it beamed back the other way. And I was like, what? <laughs> but then we never nothing ever, nothing else happened that night but but you we can if you look for long enough you can see the stars like sort of moving very very yeah. yep so that only happened probably like two or three weeks ago now so it got piqued my interest into looking into the sky more from that. yeah you should i know it's getting cold and you might get a lot of rain but when you get a clear night it's totally worth it uh when we were sitting out one night, I saw eight, I don't know how to describe it. It's basically like a orb came out of a, a visible hole in the sky and went into another hole, eight of them, one after the other, like almost like basketball hoops coming through and uh, into invisible basketball hoops, just like these bright balls going, like, what the hell was that? You know, so we don't know. And so I, I know that they have a lot of technology and there's talk of the secret space program. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's there. That is a real thing. When the Nazi scientists broke off, they gave us NASA, which is a facade. And then we got a real, you know, program going on up there with who knows what doing, who knows what, you know, there's, there's so much to speculate on that, but certainly the skies are not boring and, more than ever there's more stuff up there no, no doubt there's more satellites than there ever has been before but uh i've done enough homework to know what a satellite is and then know that these things are not behaving like satellites at least some of them and so there's some strange things going on up there and i think that more and more people should be looking at the sky and just starting to document it because uh we're living in those times that uh the whole dark world that used to be made fun of is now like coming out into 
the real world and uh, emerging in, you know, people, more and more people are starting to see it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we're living in a crazy time. Why is there so, why do you think there's so much action in space right now? Do you think it's because, well, like you said, they've got the technology. We know they've got the technology. They say, what do they say? The technology they have, we won't see for 50 years. Um, so we know about the technology. Do you think they're fully immersed in space at this moment in time? Because from what we know, we can, we have today sort of thing. So what the normies know we have today, I can see in 50 years time, we should be a lot more active in space. So do you think they are currently a lot more active than obviously the letting on in space? Yeah, I do. I think so. Um, I think they've been active up there for a long time too. There, I mean, whether or not we, as humanity, merge with some ET technology, reverse engineer their craft and got some of their technology, it's possible or not. Uh, we're definitely there's a there's this there's this technology that uh, is being created that is almost unworldly and 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 it keeps on getting more sophisticated and sophisticated and you have to under you have to ask well, where is that coming from why hasn't it plateaued for them i mean our phones came out pretty exotic at first and now they're just kind of the same thing every year there's not much else they can do with it but they're not giving us hardly anything the, the, they give the us those phones so they can track us and a lot of the technology that we got anyway comes from darpa and DARPA is, you know, an arm of the Department of Defense that has been developing weapons and uh, crazy inventions for a long time. I and mean, everything we're using right now is from DARPA, the Internet, um, our cell phones, um, GPS. It's all from DARPA and also the technology that came from the COVID shot is DARPA. So there there's some crazy underground bases here on this planet that are, i'm sure they're developing all kinds of stuff at that is at least like you said 50 years ahead if not more and asking the bigger question did it come from um a more advanced race it's quite possible i mean i i know there's a, a segment of the alternative media that dismisses that, that aliens exist and it even in dismisses that space exists at all uh and i think i i I um I I think the 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 I I recognize where the curi the these things are coming from and I I respect the questions and the critical thinking but sometimes I think it gets taken a little too far. I mean, if you look at any of our ancient cultures on this planet, they all talk about returning someday. Whether it's the Egyptian pharaohs, you know, they plan to return, or the Mayan gods, you know. So there's something with that and i think we're living in the time that we might see some of this come i mean basically every crazy thing you can think of has been happening lately like the world is like uh the movies 20 years ago now in real life i mean it's it's unbelievable what we're seeing now and i think it's all this ramp up to 2030 what is 2030 i've been thinking about that a lot lately like what why 2030 what's so important about this year and so um, 
they want to they obviously have this our elites here on the planet have this this date this 2030 year as a deadline for something why and why are they rushing to put all this in you know why can't they just it seemed like they were doing fine in the 80s and 90s when they were behind the scenes you didn't even know they existed you didn't even you couldn't even convince people about this information and now it's pretty obvious once you see it so why why didn't it work why didn't they just continue to be behind the scenes slowly doing their own thing they had all their child trafficking rings and all that all hidden and now everybody knows about it well a lot of people know about it so it's weird now that they decide to show their face or their hand and why they're rushing to get to 2030 and i even have made the put out, out the postulated that they were sloppy during covid even you know it's like they pushed it too fast it's almost like they're in a rush and why are they in a rush so those are all questions that none of us have the answers to but it's it's important to ask the right questions sometimes and yeah it does feel like they've uh, hit the accelerator and there's a overload of conspiracies currently that they just follow one after another it's actually somewhat hard to keep up with because obviously you had the epstein stuff then you had covid then you had um well aliens through through all that as well and then obviously all the climate change stuff it's um seems like a never-ending list now whereas it was a bit more contained before that's actually um yeah it's i know it's quite worrying to be fair to think what is going to go on in 2030 right yeah well i mean the reason i do my podcast i mean there there are multiple reasons i but i i do put out my own show i do state that it's just to show people what time we're living in you know to to make sure that people know like we shouldn't just be comfortable watching tv every night and just going to work every day going home and doing that i mean that there's more to this world there always was but um this time we're living in it's obviously no joke like since 2001 i call this the century of psyops just psyop after psyop after psyop 9-11 um countless terrorist shootings and you know all this these these uh school shootings and you name it all kinds of events like we've never been allowed to rest really without some kind of fear event since 2001 i mean i was alive in the 90s as a teenager and i don't remember there being that many fear events you know it was kind of a big deal when when oj simpson was being chased by the police on live tv you know uh that was big you know oklahoma city was kind of a big thing but like there wasn't a lot going on and i grew up in the 80s as a kid so all that um you know in my life like nothing was like fear event after fear event till this this century hit and so that's why i've been calling it century of psyops uh i think what's kind of interesting too is just four years ago they were screaming to be scared of isis in the news and now look how that's lost its 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 weight like you talk to people about that now they're not scared of that they're they're just scared of whatever the media is trying to scare them in into right now and of course the media is the mouthpiece of the government it, it almost feels as if 
It's the desensitizers, but to an extent that they've got this grand finale, which is going to, um, I don't know, sort of come out in 2030. And because, right, with the fear side of things, you can only scare someone so much before it has to progressively get worse before people stop being scared altogether. So it worries you as we've had a, a worldwide deadly virus. That's what all sorts of films scare you about that. We've got the fear of AI. Again, Hollywood scares you on that as well. So what is this grand finale um, going to be? Because it has to be excessive, right? To Or people aren't going to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is this grand finale? I, I, I don't know. But I like to come back to this. And, and it gives us more power. Because I never like to bring people into fear and despair. And that's not what I get on the mic for. However, I do like to cover some of these things because it's important but like one thing that point that i like to bring up is that they're afraid of us they're actually afraid of all of us coming together realizing the lies and actually acting upon something because um they have to dumb us down so much to keep us where we're at they have to put food additives to make us stupider uh fluoride in our water and our toothpaste they have to uh spray the skies with things that affect us too, uh, frequencies, um, constantly having us looking at screens, giving us, you know, all kinds of different um, information that they want us to believe that's probably, you know, has its own resonant frequency with it to keep us in fear. All these things are to keep humanity from becoming its full potential. And that means they're afraid they're whatever there it is they're afraid of us coming together and being sharp-minded and understanding a big picture and understanding what they're doing and so that always gives me hope that they can't hold humanity in that position too long and in order to hold them there they have to constantly be giving us bombardments of and and injecting us with stuff too uh of of things that keep us on that lower frequency so um i think that's a good thing to know that they're afraid of what we could actually do and that gives me hope because then more people can realize that you don't have to be afraid of these people you shouldn't those people that dyed their hair blue because they feel like the they're going to get hit by a directed energy weapon. They're coming in fear of these people. We, we shouldn't be afraid of these people. You know, we should be, we should be empowered to know that we're awake in these times and come together. And, you know, obviously um, you want to, you want to do it to where it's, it's uh, uh, you know, peaceful protests as far as like, non-compliance you know um just peacefully non-complying with them and they can't do shit once we once we just say no enough of us and that's always been the problem is there's just not enough of us and there's a lot of people that are too afraid to to actually non-comply and i think if more people got on that side and just said no the magical world no we would have our we would have a a, a change on this planet and we wouldn't have to worry about their 2030 agenda yeah, it, it, it's definitely good to um, wrap up on the positive side, to keep it positive. Um, it, it does make me 
sometimes think that, well, unless these guys that are in charge are immortal, which I honestly don't think that they are, it feels as if, you know how you get people who own businesses, to put it simple, and they pass their business down to their child and the child ruins the business. It almost feels as if that's going on with the world, like the ones that were in charge and were keeping it so discreet have sort of moved on to another realm or they've passed on or, or whatever whatever's happened to them has happened. And it feels as if they've passed it down and then these rich kids have now got the power and they're just doing everything they can because they don't know any better. They're so disattached to how things actually work. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is an interesting thing. I think David Icke brings this up. Um, that these people die and not see the f the fruits of their plans. Like um, David Rockefeller didn't get to see the New World Order, and neither did George W. Bush, senior or George Senior Bush Senior rather, uh, or um, you know um, many of the people that are in you know like a lot of these these big elites have died. Uh, the Queen of England, um, you know all these people and they never got to see this happen, but why are they so dedicated to the cause that they're not going to see anything is. So sometimes it does make you think it's either a demonic kind of dark spiritual thing or even, even off world, you know, I don't know, but something that's possessing this group of people that they have to do this plan that they have to keep putting their nose to the grind and and constantly controlling and moving humanity in this direction. It's a really, it's a really weird thing to think that they're that dedicated. I mean, what's this allegiance all about? Like, what are these people, these lower level governors and premiers, like, why would they turn their backs on humanity so much? I mean, are they just useful idiots? Probably, they probably are. But at some point, there's a line where people know much more about this bigger plan and they're turning their backs on humanity but that's more important for some reason to be part of this plan than to uh you know help humanity you know they these people have some they're possessed by some people say they're possessed possessed by demons i mean i, I don't know maybe they are but uh there's something so dedicated that's going on here that that they're living by that that's either they're scared that their family's going to get killed off or something or whatever. I blackmailed probably, but they're dedicated to this plan. And that's, that's really strange to think that they would live. They would pass it on to their children. The children would say, yeah, I want to do this same thing. I mean, in our, in our lives, our kids aren't going to do the same things that we're going to do. I mean, they may not want to do podcasts. They might want to do something totally different and say, no, nah, that's what my dad does. But these people are like dedicated to take on their, this, this dream, this, this new world order. It's crazy. They, they must have some level of knowledge that we don't have. Or some, they must know something that we don't know, which is convincing them on their, offspring to push this agenda hmm. and if you go back to the um very beginning stories of earth we have these gods with a little g 
you know, we have these Anunnaki beings and they, you know, they mix with humans and made their own like offspring. And you got to wonder if the, and they put these offspring in charge. You got to wonder if it's the same bloodline that's ran all the way down from ancient times that they have this plan set in mind, this, this right to rule like what what possesses people that think they have the right to rule i mean it's it's kind of a crazy thing to think that you know someone could be born into a family that just breeds you just to do that and um so i think it goes back from ancient times and these are the offspring of these 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 beings from way back and they have a different mindset than we do and obviously they they do, as I've done a lot of research into satanic ritual abuse and, um, you know, these families raise their kids in these situations where they basically uh, abuse them and torture them. And, and um, it's it's a it's a weird thing. You know, you we wouldn't do that to our kids, but, you know, they do so it's almost like a different species of human that's in charge of regular humans because they're not, they don't ever have humanity's best interests in mind. They always want to control. It's always, they just like from the very beginning when uh, Enlil and Anki are arguing about what to do with humanity in the Sumerian texts. It's like, they're always still today figuring out who gets access to food, water, healthcare, and all these things, you know, and who, who's accessible. It's that argument's gone down through society for, you know, since, since time. So these are a very interesting group of people that, that uh, think way different than us. That's all I can come up with. And then when you mentioned the children, in bringing it back to the Maui fires, when you mentioned the children were, were off school and a lot, still there's still thousands of children missing, it sort of makes you think about the satanic rituals that they do. What, what has happened to these children and why was school closed? Right. Yeah, it is. It is interesting and how they won't let anybody in to the site still today to, you know, Oh, you can't out. go into it right now. No. And there was a 12-mile media ban around there, so like no reporters could get in. Not that we trust many reporters anyway these days, but it's very interesting that you can't even go, people can't even go to their houses. And the supplies that people, like Hawaii has a, one thing about Hawaii is we have aloha. There's a, it's a spirit of giving and helping others. So a lot of people have put together food, packages and cargoes and stuff for these people to help them out fema who's in charge was the federal emergency management agency fema won't allow other people's supplies they only allow theirs so they have too much control they're just like the who you know they they have too much control uh and they can seize land in these kind of emergency situations and stuff like that so yeah people haven't even been able to get the you know it's been very hard to get these people um cargo of goods that they need because fema has control of the whole area right so this just shows that it's got suspicious pre-fire during the fire and then now the aftermath of the fire yeah yeah the aftermath too and it 
I guess um, one thing I heard someone talk about, and I do maybe agree with this, is smart meters might have something to do with fire. Um, you guys have smart feeder meters in the UK? I think you do. Yeah. 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 So they can control these automatically. Now, let's say that they wanted, if they could make a fire happen, these things have a beam of energy that goes uh, 30 feet from the, the meter itself. So you got to wonder if this stuff could be controlled from the ground too. Possibly even 5G antennas. The antennas that are inside of um, of our um, cell phone towers and stuff like that are called phased array antennas, and they're steerable. You can direct energy with them. So these things are weapons too. Again, DARPA is the ones who um, uh, you know invented these kind of things. So they have dual uses. Some of these things. So you got to wonder if maybe the fires could have been instead of direct energy weapons. I mean, it's just as easy to theorize it could be smart meters or something more locally that caused these fires too. We just don't know, but everything's suspicious from the pre-fire to the, to the reaction to what's still going on today is, is crazy. And there's, there's really like, we're getting so little information yet. There's a nearby Island called Lanai. It's um, maybe 45 minutes from Maui by ferry. And I, I've read, and I don't know this to be positive, but 185 bodies have turned up over there. And so the media is still telling us they've only found like recovered like 100 and some bodies. That's it. When there's like thousands unaccounted for. So, you know, why are they, why are they not telling us all this? It's just, there's so much cover up here. Yeah, it is super suspicious. This DARPA thing is weird because I guess you've heard about sort of people that invent stuff now. Because there was that guy that invented, um, was it a car that ran on water and he suspiciously died? So it seems like we're at a state where no one's allowed to invent anything now. It has to pass through a sort of governing body before it's allowed out there. They have full control over anything that gets created on this earth, basically. That's right. They do. Also, you mentioned DARPA, I think, in the last podcast. They did the um, prediction of world population in 2025. Was it DARPA? Oh, yeah. 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 That's actually um, not DARPA. That was, um, uh, geez, I forget the name of it now. Um Deagle, deagle.com. Oh, yeah, Deagle. Yeah, yeah. deagle.com is a, uh, I guess they they basically uh, prepare supplies for every year for military personnel. Um, their logistics is what they are. And so anyway, they predicted massive population drops by like 2025. So from here to 2025, I mean, I don't know what we're looking at. Um, you know, I, I I am still covering on my own podcast the amount of deaths that have happened from these shots, and they're still happening. If you if you look, they're there. A lot of people are still dying suddenly. You know, people that are totally healthy, young, just dropping dead. Um, still, you know, celebrities even. You know, um, was it? I think Sinead O'Connor died recently. Um, when she was 56 not really young but still like they didn't tell what she died of and a lot of people that are dying 
So if this trend continues, I mean, hopefully that's wrong. I don't want to be right about this, but uh, it is possible that a combination of things like that and maybe some wars, maybe some more fires, I don't know, could drop our population a lot. Um, hopefully not, but it is something to be at least look at and consider. Um, I don't know, but Deagle.com isn't like saying we're going to have a mass population drop. They're just, it's just showing through their, their uh, preparation for it. I don't think it's on the website anymore, is it? Yeah, they took it off. Yeah, yeah. Try to find that's it. A, that's interesting too. Yeah, archives. Um, I also yeah. listened to the podcast you recommended. I forgot what it's called. I can't remember what I recommended. Was it? Was it? Um, where I heard about... this information from? Yeah. Uh, uh, Macro aggressions with Charlie Robinson. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have him on. That guy's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The dark podcast. You're not crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And believe me, I don't like talking about all this dark information either um, all the time. But it, I like I say, it's just important for people to understand the time we're in so we're prepared for whatever because uh, it's not time to be asleep, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, 100%. That is true. Yeah. And yeah, with whatever's going to be happening in 2030, then we've got seven years to get as much people up to up to date with what's going on as possible which think, is plenty of time i think people are waking up though mm. yeah um, to certain degrees i don't know if you've heard about ulez in the uk well in london specifically what is it called ulez ulez so it's a it's a ski or um i don't know what you call it it's a regulation it's a, tax, a sort of tax right? it's, 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 yeah it's like a tax um basically it started in inner london which is like the main city of London. And you're not allowed to bring any polluting cars in. So I think they're saying diesels that are pre-2015. But then he's expanded it out to wider London. And then he's expanded out to even like the whole of greater London. But so if you want to drive into this area now with, and you've got a diesel, which a lot of workmen and tradesmen, they drive diesel vans. So they can't go about their day-to-day -day activities without having to pay. I think it's 15 or 20 pounds a day to yeah. enter the area. I heard about this. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are pushing back now and going around and cutting the cameras down. Um, a lot of people are getting fines through the post, just not paying it. So the more people that say no to it, the more likely it's going to get pulled away, which is what you were saying before. We need people to say no. Yeah. Yep. I think that's it. I mean, and that's good. And I don't, I think that there's these 15 minute cities you guys have in Oxford or something. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. A lot of people, no one's obeying that either. I've heard, you know, mm. and that's good. And that's what we need to do is disobey. Um, there's always been a rel, uh, there's always been a rebel inside me. That's, that's said, you know, let's get this started. Let's, let's stop obeying these guys. And um, I think it's time. And I think it's time for everybody also to put, the, the line in the sand and say everybody needs to be starting to question where should I place the line in the sand like where does this belong are, are we going to let it get to cashless society or are we not you know um, and that's something that's happening fast too that we should be paying attention to I mean actually when I was over in London uh, last year because I'm international I took out cash 
because every time I do a transaction with my card, I have a conversion fee. So I'm like, well, smarter to take out cash. I was in central London trying to get a bottle of water because I was thirsty and everywhere I went didn't take cash. So it was this horrible journey I went on place to place. Do you take cash? No, not since COVID. So um, that kind of thing, like people need to just put some money down and say, here, this is legal tender. I don't care if you don't take cash. This is, this is, I'm paying for it. I'm not, I'm not ripping you off. You know, uh, people need to put their line in the sand in whatever form they're, they, they, that says to them or whatever, they need to put their line in the sand to say, okay, this is as far as I'm going to let this happen. And I think everybody needs to start really having that conversation. Like, where is that line? Like, are we just going to continue to let them push and push? Or are we just going to say, let's stop it right here. And I think, I think we have to think like that. It's important because um, next thing you know, we won't have cash and then that's less freedom. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, now in our, our whole foods here, which is like a grocery store for organic foods, they have these palm scanners where you put your palm and that reads your palm. I'm like, whoa, this just came in last week. I put it on my Instagram. And uh, yeah, it's like, just like that. Like, whoa, this is fast coming in. So people need to not use those and, and they won't, they won't stay. Wait, what you know, does it simple, read? Simple does it read like the, the print of your palm or? Yeah, it biometric scan of your palm. Right. Yeah, so that's how you pay now. That's if you want. That Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, when I was in Australia, uh, same thing. Very little cash. A lot of places. Oh, we've gone cashless since COVID. I'm like, why? You know, and they don't. They don't know. They don't. They don't have an answer. They just work there. But it's just like, yeah, it's worrying. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just one of the in COVID was money is what is causing the infection to the 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 virus to spread was the, yeah. uh, the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they are ramping that up again too right now so i don't i mean i i don't think people are gonna buy it though that's my thinking i i don't know about you guys but they're ramping up oh cases are up with this new variant but i don't think people want to go back to wear masks again and locking down again i don't i don't see it happening that like it worked the first time because they'd never seen it before but i don't think it's gonna go back to that again i don't I think a lot of people have woken up from either seeing the bullshit while it was happening or getting a shot and having a bad reaction to it and, or just saying, well, what did I even do all that for? You know, I still got COVID. So I think now they're not going to be able to carry that on much longer. It, it, I'd be very surprised if they did. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it for the normies um, is and they're just going to be sort of with that mindset of, well, why am I going to do that again? Like we've just been through all of that, and it, if it didn't work that time, if it's come back, then what's what's the point in this? Um, but yeah, they're saying what lockdowns are coming back. Um, is it December? They said. Is that what they said? Well, that's what Alex Jones said. I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he might have some. He has been. He has a pretty good track record most of the time, but. Uh, I just don't see them doing it. I, I don't see enough people going, yeah, let's, let's do that again. That really worked last time. <laughs> it never, it never worked the first time. So why would they just want to do it again? You know? And, and uh, I, I think even if 
someone totally believed the narrative, they didn't like it. So I don't think they're going to want to do it. Even if they're the most COVIDian of COVIDians, they're probably not going to want to be locked down again. I don't know. Actually, these people are are crazy. Uh, they're still wearing double masks. You know, here they never really stopped. It's crazy. They just people, a lot of people still wear their masks everywhere. Yeah. When I see people wearing a mask outside, I'm thinking, what the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> the other day, I kind of give them a hard time. I, it's just the Joker in me. But uh, <laughs> I saw this. I saw this lady running with a mask on. <laughs> and so I rolled down my window and I, and I laughed at her. I pointed at her. And, you know, that's all I could do. But I just like (laughs) these people need to be kind of ridiculed at this point. I mean, it's like, seriously, you're you're not breathing fresh air or you're stuck in your car alone with your mask on. I mean, that's (laughs) 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 yeah, it's just it's gone. It's like crazy. It's like, seriously, it never worked. And you're restricting your airflow and you're breathing in your your nanocarbons. That can't be good and bad breath. And, you know, it's gross that's like and then and then these people are the same people that are so into the environmental movement yet how many masks do i see littered everywhere you know they're like the worst litter that you can find even in the ocean it's like ooh, you know go snorkeling and find someone's mask at the bottom of the sea yeah yeah i, I do think a large number because when when it came around the first time the number was crazy large on how many people obeyed I still think that number is very high, but I think if they were to bring it back again, and this could be within their plans, it it's at a point now where it's sort of ultimate division for them if they were to bring it back now. It would be quite close to a 50-50 split of, in my opinion, of people that believe it and people that are a bit sceptical about it at this point. So for them to bring it back now will just cause, you think there were arguments and outrage the first time, I think it will be a lot different if it was to come back this time. I think you're right. There's people yeah. already on Twitter that I've seen saying, like, oh, a lot of people aren't going to wear masks. Like, this whole thing's going to get 10 times worse. People are going to die. It's just like a repeat of what they were saying in 2020 and 2021 all over again. And they're saying it now when how much information has come up, how much information's there where you can read and find out what the hell actually happened. And these people are still blindsided by it i i, I kind of think they're doing this too maybe they know that they're not going to succeed with it but they're they're actually just getting everybody to take more booster shots that, that didn't get sold that, that didn't uh you know get used the first time scaring people into getting more shots um because i think i read that they're making a new variant shot for this now and you know that's more that's more money for big pharma so um if they can get another cash grab, why not? You know, I'm sure that there's there's some incentives like that too that aren't even necessarily as diabolical as you know killing off everyone as much as just actually just getting more money for their product. And at the same time, too, they could learn from their mistakes of what what they did wrong in the first in the first one. You know, I know in I don't know how it was in the other countries, but well, I, I kind of do know. But the uh, COVID passports that they did in the UK were a complete flop. So there's there's things like that um, that they'll probably try and do better this time. I'm, I'm going to guess. Um, yeah, I, I do. I can see it coming back definitely with the 
with the hype. Uh, and, Mo, and bear in mind that like, everyone's back to work and back to normal now. Everyone just resorts back to headline reading again. No one reads into stuff. Yeah. They'll just see a notification on their phone and say, oh my God, there's a new variant. Or uh, the headlines, I guess, keep numbers in there, number of deaths in there a lot. So that's all they're going to see in the state of panic that will come in world. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of stuff's been admitted since too, like that masks don't work by the actual CDC or, you know, it's like, but they never read those articles or something, I guess, because obviously they just skim read. And a lot of people do, you don't have a lot of time to read all these articles, but um, I think if you want to look out for the best of yourself, it's important to actually read what they're saying. Cause uh, these, a lot of times the headline's bad and you read it and it's not as bad, but they're just, they know people go by headlines these days. They don't, people have short attention spans on purpose. They did that on purpose. They did a lot of this on purpose to um, get everybody a phone. It was always a plan. I knew way back in the early 2000s when they started making phones in like nice bright colors for kids and stuff. I go, yeah, they want everybody to have a phone. And sure enough, they did. And it's like they were designed to read QR codes. They they want us to be tracked by these things. They, You know, you can't do life without a phone. Basically, everywhere you go, you know, you have to have this device. And uh, they they put it in on purpose. And again, all from DARPA. The shots, your phone, your QR code, all from DARPA. So it's all the same, the same, uh, you know, control group behind the scenes were you know giving you their inventions for which are actually weapons at the same time and uh, on top of it as well with it coming back you've got the sheep mentality you might have a lot of people who are right now would say i'm not going to wear a mask i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that give them three weeks of everyone around them doing that and putting pressure on them to do that i guarantee majority of these sort of sheep will just say oh do you know what it's not worth the hassle let me let me just do it. Yeah. And a lot of people go along to get along. And and it's part of our tribal mentality of, of being, you know, part of the tribe. We don't want to be ostracized from the tribe. Let's just, you know, a lot of people don't want to be um, ridiculed or labeled as ab abnormal. And, and that's why, too, I think a lot of people don't go into this um, conspiracy realm even if they believe it in their head a bit because they don't want to be labeled as one of those people. And I can see that from a standpoint, but it's like um, they really just have to get over the fear. People have to stop being afraid of what people think because what people think is insane. Anyway, the general public's insane anyway, and have been for a while. The level of sanity has, has in the general public and the normies, or whatever you want to call them, this has gone to uh, heights that are just, unimaginable we don't even know what a woman or a man is anymore i mean you know it's like uh people ch choose their kids gender now instead and and like that's considered normal like that's where we're at so it's it's time for people to stop worrying about being normal because normal's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is true all right yeah should we uh wrap it up yeah, yeah. it's been great it's been really good. Cheers for yeah. coming out, Loomis. Yeah, I like working with you guys. Great, great talking with you here. Um, uh, yeah, uh, there's there's always a lot to talk about in this crazy world, isn't there? Yeah, it's only how many months ago did we last speak? What, what was that? How many months ago was our, our last 
podcast like two two months ago, three months ago. I don't know, June. It feels like June uh, brings it feels like a lot's happened since then. Yeah, it has. May, mm-hmm. June. Yeah, I I kinda don't remember to be honest. It might have been June. Yeah, yeah. Two months ago. Two, Only wow. two months ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, look how much has happened since just yeah, then. Crazy. Yeah. 7th of July. 7th of July. Oh. Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. It's, um, and really, another two months from now, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking we'll probably have to top this one up again with uh, yeah. the next set of news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to check in quite regularly until uh, 2030. We'll do a bit of a 2030 countdown, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I re- It really just matters some, you know, how many people decide to comply. And uh, it's, it is a barometer when you see a video, like, like a YouTube video or something. Well, actually, they took away the feature now, didn't they? But you basically see something and it's all thumbed down because people are like fuck this we're not doing this it's always encouraging to see that so it's kind of hard to gauge how much the population really thinks about not obeying all this but i think it's more i think it's more than we realize nowadays and there are varying degrees of what people call awakened but there are a lot of people that are at least for the very minimum fed up with where the way shit is going and they I think this time are not going to comply with the many things coming. I mean, look how many people are like dismissing global warming. I think it's actually coming. I think it's actually crashing down for them in in a lot of ways, at least, at least I'm hoping. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot more before the pandemic. I think the majority of people believed in climate change and global warming. Now I would say a lot more people are, I can't put a figure on it, but I know a lot more people are questioning it, questioning the narrative. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the weather, the, the weather weapons and the our um, direct energy weapons or whatever, it's gotten to become more of a popular topic now, and uh, less people because now the people that came from the COVID the times and realize they're being lied to are noticing that the same people pushing that are pushing the climate change and they're starting to go, well, wait a minute, that's a lie too. So it's only done them a disservice really uh, because they're pushing any agenda. These people are pushing people are like, no, not going to go with that. So uh, I think people are waking up to these agendas slowly for sure. Kind of, kind of, As we already said as well, stuff is going faster and faster. So there's just more opportunity for people to wake up the more and yeah. more. Why? I think so. I think so. And I'm glad. I'm glad because um, I'm kind of tired of being alone all these years. <laughs> just talking to people. I mean, you know, like at, that you had so many years, at least in my life, where I couldn't tell my family this information. I couldn't tell really anybody just randomly on the streets. So that's why I started a podcast over 10 years ago. And it was kind of like a way for me to 
vomit all this information out because it's got to go somewhere. I can't just keep it inside. And so, um, and now I think it's coming to use more. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank uh, you. And cheers, Lewis. Right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.